Rabbi, so let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Zayin. Today is Daf Chetz. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf Chetz and today's. Grandchildren. All right, all right. So, what did we learn yesterday? We started talking about, according to Rabbi Yehuda, um, he says that there's a difference between a stay Elon and a stay Lavan. If it's a it's an orchard, the I guess the damage is greater um, from those pests, and therefore you definitely need to. Um, I mean, you kill the trees. Yeah, no, no, yeah, right. You got to really, you got to really deal with them. So there, there, you're allowed to deal with them in the more, more, more regular fashion. But when it's just a regular stay love on, so then you got you got to do it with the shinoi. So what is the regular? What is the shinoi? The regular is to dig a hole, and set a trap in the hole, and that's how you catch the 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 troublemakers. Um, what's the abnormal fashion? Is uh, you basically take a spit, you know, bang it into the ground and uh, cause the ground to tremble, and basically you're collapsing their tunnels, and eventually they'll get the hint and find a better home. Um, so that was the idea with that. <laughs> then we saw the Rebbe Lezbri Yaakov said that uh, the stay love on that has to be done Shalokadakra is only if it's next to the city. But if it's next to a, a stay Elon, well, since it's next to stay Elon and stay Elon is where it can travel to, so you better do it a trap. <laughs> you don't want to chase them out of stay love on and then they'll automatically find home in the stay Elon. So therefore, you trap them in the normal way. Otherwise, they'll really destroy the trees. Next thing we said is that you're allowed to fix the repair, a breach in the fence. And we said, how do you repair? So we don't mean a proper repair. We just mean what we call a temporary fix. Okay? And uh, that you t- either you're using palm fronts to just cover up, to give you some privacy. And in the price, it says that you could put down the rocks, but you just don't attach the rocks. You know, you just pile them. Uh, loose, loose pile. We did see that uh, this is all with regards to the garden fence. But when it comes to the courtyard fence, then you're allowed to build in the regular fashion. And the idea is because there, there's a bigger deal. It's a bigger loss. That you need to protect your house. It's your home. So, the Gemara says this seems to prove like the opinion of, we saw, uh, the, the, maybe there's a proof to this, because it says that if you have a wall that's leaning into the Rosh Rabin, you're allowed to destroy that wall on Cholomoyed and rebuild it in the normal fashion because of the danger. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? That's not a right to this. That's, it says the reason why you're allowed to do that over there. It's because of the danger. Oh, um, so some say that if anything it's the opposite, it's a raya that it only allows it because of the danger that's why you let it build it back in the normal way but if not for the danger you would not be allowed to do so so the Gemara says, is that disprove Rav Chizda? So the Gemara says, not necessarily Rav Chizda would tell you that's because you have to take it apart and rebuild it that's even more of a tircha here you're just building, maybe it's less of a concern um, um, so the Gemara says, why don't we just take it apart there, and not rebuild it. So the Gemara says, if that's true, nobody's going to do that. Obviously, if you're telling him to take it down, 
and then uh, not allow him to rebuild it. So then, guess what? He's not going to actually take it down. Um, so you got to give him the full rights to rebuild. Then he'll take. He's will, more willing to take it down. Ravashi says the Mishnah, if anything, is indicating that we're only talking about a sta- uh, the Sada of Agina because it mentions Shvius. Shvius on if we're talking about a Chatzar, there's no reason to even. There's no concept of Shvius by a Chatzar. Chatzar is your courtyard. Of course, you're allowed to build whatever you want in your house related to your house. So it must be that we're talking about the wall of a Gina, of a garden, where there might be an issue when it comes to Shemitah because it looks like you're trying to, you know, close people off from accessing the fruit. And that's why I would say that it's still allowed. All right. Which took us to the next topic, which is the topic of Tsaras. And according to a mayor, you're allowed to have a coin look um, to see if the, what's it doing with your Tsaras only in a lenient sense, but he won't issue a ruling if it's in a stringent sense. Come and say nothing. Don't let him be mekel or machmir. No looking for at at Zeras, Okay, that's it. He's on vacation for this job. Now, uh, the Bryce says, Rameir says that you're allowed to look at Negaim Lahakel, but just not Lahachmir. And Rabbiosi, he's the opinion of the Chachamim, says, because it, once he, he's Mekel, he already can't, has to be able to be Machmir as well. Once he's looking, he's got to say, see, say it as he sees it. That's the idea. So, Rebbe says that uh, Rameir makes more sense if we're talking about a Mitzorah Muskar, somebody who's in quarantine already. And Rabbi Yossi makes more sense if we're talking about somebody who's not quarantined, who's already established as a, um, a, you know, a full-fledged one. So Rava qualifies and he says, look, if the person didn't have anything, never saw, never, this is his first experience of a potential Tsaras, nobody's going to say, show it to the Kohen. The Kohen will say, I'm not looking. You, this is the first time I'm meeting you. Right now you're allowed to do whatever you want. Best I didn't see anything. What I don't see doesn't bother me. And therefore there's nothing that nobody will argue that it's worthwhile to look. The Shaila is, um, um, and if it's a Hesker Rishon, which is the first stage Hesker, so then of course it pays to look because he, either he's going to say nothing and then it'll basically push it off a week, which is anyway what you're supposed to do, give it another week to see what's going on, or he'll, um, um, or he'll say it's Tohar, so then there's good news. So, it's, so either way, you're not making it any worse and you can only potentially make it better. So of course it's based, it makes sense to look at it. Even Rabbi Yossi would agree to that. The Machlok is this by Eska Shani. If he looks at this. No, because he doesn't, he won't say. No, 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 he would have to declare. He would have to declare. Yeah. So if he says nothing. He's clean. Or you can declare he's not clean at no, all. No, he doesn't. No, no. He do, in the Hesker, after Hesker Rishon, he could either say it's good, or he could say, or, and, and then you could go home and everything. Or you could say, let's wait another, not say anything. And then, it, sure. and then you wait seven days. Right, exactly. So he, there's an option for sure. Even Rabbi Yosef would say at that point, there's an option for sure to just let it go. Let it go. We'll let it, well, let's see another week. I just wait. Let's just wait another week. That's after, but by the time the Either second week, okay. after the second week, that's where Rabbi says you have to give a commitment, either letar or letame, and that's why that's the machlokas over here by Hesker Sheni, according to 
uh, Rebbe, according to Rebbe Meir, it's Bikoin Tali Milsa, it's Tali in the Kohen. If he declares Tohar, then he's Tar. And if he's, um, and if it's Tame, he could just be quiet and it's not making him Tame and he won't become Muklat. And according to Rebbe, uh, according to Rebbe Yossi, um, actually, um, uh, that that once at that point in time, after already been been two weeks in quarantine, he has to make a declaration. Either he declares tahar or he declares tameh. As the pasuk says, letaro o letamo. That's the deal. Now, we mentioned the opinion of Rebbe, who says that Rebbe makes more sense when it's muklan, and Rebbe Meir makes more sense when it's muskar. Problem is, is that there's a price that has it the opposite that says that he that Rabbiosi makes more sense by Muskar and Rameyer makes more sense by Mukhlak. What is the two stories here? So the answer is is it's depending on a very interesting machlokas. What is the halacha of a mitzorah muchlat with regards to being permitted to his wife? Is he allowed to have relations with his wife? That's a big Discussion, and that's what it has to do with. If you, um, and uh, then it's a question of is that, what is better for the person to be able to go back to his family, or if it, or at least even if it's going to be bad news, at least it's at least he'll be permitted now to his wife, and that's really what the two versions are going to depend on, and it, um, and uh, that's what we saw uh, that um, the the pasuk says it's machlokes. In the uh, Tanoim, right? It says, um, <coughs> in the Pasuk says, um, by, uh, that a Mukhlat, well, the question is, is a Mukhlat Mutter Bitash Meshamita or not? So the Bryce says that it says, Vayasha Michutzla Halo Shivas Yamim. He has to be outside his tent for seven days, which means that he's also in Tashmashmita during the quarantine days. Because Ohel Ahalo is a euphemism or an expression for his wife, as we know. When Moshe told Klal Yisrael, he said, Shuvu lochem lo'aleichem, go back to your tents. Okay, and it means to their wives. Okay, and Rabbi Yudha says that uh, if it says, Shivas yamim yispru lo, it's only yamei sviro, and it's not yamei chaluto that he is usher to his wife. Rabbi Yudha argues, and he says, no, the seven days of sphira are usher to, your, to, to be with your wife. Kol shikain, all the more so, when it's yamei chaluto, then you're even a higher level of tum. Of course, you're not going to be allowed. Rabhiya discussed this with oh you found the midi cup. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, okay, see that creative. Okay. Um Rabbi, uh, Re, uh, so Rabhiya discussed with Rabbi this, this this issue and he said, you know, I thought you told me that Yosam, who's the son of Uziyahu, was born out when when his father was Yo was uh Mukhlat, okay? And it must have been that he was with his wife, otherwise doesn't really work very well, okay? Um, so you see that he's a mitzvah mukhlat is permitted to his wife, and that's what Rebbe said. In fact, that is exactly how I, I, I agree. And what's the actual machlokas here? Whether, whether the pasuk is talking about Yimei Svira, Rebbe Yosef says it's kalshikeng to Yimei Chalita, and uh, it's like Kavachomer. Uh, we told you in, in, in the more lenient one that even over there, and it's of course understood that even when it's a higher level of Tumah, yeah, of course, when it's a higher level of Tumah, it's going to be Asr to his wife. And uh, the Chachamim, I mean, the, the other opinion, Rebbe Yudah says, that no, it only said it by Yemei Sfira, and it didn't say it anything by Yemei Chaluta, and that's the difference. Now, 
This discussion also is predicated on the fact that we accept the principle that the Kohen has the prerogative, the choice. It's up to the Kohen to do that. Where's the source for this idea? So we showed, Pasuk says, What does that mean? There are days that we do, days that we don't. Meaning, if it's, if, uh, if, uh, which basically says, if you have a chassan who's just got married and he has, and he, but he thinks he has a neka, so we, we, so the kohen won't look right away. He'd give him the seven days to celebrate with his, you know, do the shever brachas, and then afterwards he'll look into it. <clears throat> same thing with his house. Same thing with his garments. Then, uh, similarly, everybody when it comes to, with regards to a holiday, you give the entire holiday, even though he has what. Possibly Zoras, you let it go, and uh, he doesn't look at it, and that's Shita's Rebuta, where he learns it from. Can Reb- you delay it only for holidays? For oh, so else? that's the next question. So oh, Rebbe okay. says that it comes from a different Makar. The other Makar is that the Pasuk talks about Zoras Abais, and it says, Vitziva Kohen, Ofinus Abais. Before he comes to look, he has the house cleaned out. Now that could take quite a while before he's, you know, the, to clean out the house. I mean, you're moving everything that's inside the house to put it out in your front lawn. You can imagine what kind of, what kind of, right? Moving is a pretty big hassle. They're not even moving. They're just emptying the house and then they're going to have to bring everything back in or maybe not. Maybe they have to destroy the house, basically. Um, if we wait, so that's basically what we call a dvarishos. So if you're allowed to delay when it comes to dvarishos, surely you're allowed to delay for Dvar Mitzvah. That's basically the idea. So what's the practical difference between these two opinions? Baye says that it's just a question of where you see it. But it's the same. They're not arguing in any practical way. It's called what we call Mashmo's Dorshin is the difference. And Rava says, no, there is a practical difference whether Dvar HaRishos is also going to be allowed or not. Meaning, can you take other factors into account besides for Mitzvah? That's the question. So, What's the issue with uh, why Rabbi Yudah wouldn't learn it from the case of Tzaras Abayis? He says, I'll tell you why, because um, it's a Chiddush. Tzaras Abayis altogether is a Chiddush, because it doesn't fit into the regular rules of what's metama. Generally, one knows that a stone or, um, or wood, a plain piece of wood, is not subject <laughs> to Hilchastoma. It can't become tummy. And here, it can become tummy. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exceptional type of halacha, and we never can learn anything from exceptional halacha. The logic of Rebbe is different. He says that once we already have the Pasuk of Yom HaRos Bo, which tells you that you're allowed to choose your days, um, for, we say even for, you know, specifically for mitzvah, so we already saw the concept. We also apply the other Pasuk of Etzivah Kohen to tell you that um, if it was, so from one, you know, there's like, and, and one teaches, what, from one I would, I would not know that it's even allowed by Yitzvah Rishos. From the other, I would think that maybe it's only for Tzaras Abayis that we could be lenient and not for Tzaras Aguf. And therefore, the combination of both of them tells us the full idea. And that is where we left off yesterday. And we'll take